You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. I am uh, really mad, really, really mad. Like, I think this has been the most mad I've been in quite some time uh, about everything that is going on with this Packers team, fan base, media, everybody involved. Now, part of it might be because I've been battling sickness and so forth uh, the last few days, so that might be part of it, just sinus infection, whatever. Maybe that's what has me in a bad mood. Uh, I'm not quite sure, but I I am not liking what I am seeing from a lot of people on social media. Uh, or from uh, the people that are writing about the team and the blogs and the articles and whatever else the case may be. I am trying to wrap my head around something here. So the Packers lose to the Raiders, 17-13. And you did not have, yet again, and will not have the rest of the year, David Bakhtiari at left tackle. And that is a reality that this team is going to have to deal with and figure out how to get better at going forward. We said last week on this current Long program, that this was make or break for Rasheed Walker. If he looked like crap, like he did against the Lions and Hutchinson, then they're going to have to figure out somebody else to play left tackle or figure out a new alignment on that offensive line. Because you cannot continue to put this offense in disarray because one guy on the line can't do his job. Now, thankfully for him, he wasn't the only guy that stunk in this game, but he was the main golfer at left tackle. At halftime of that football game on Monday night, I tweeted out, he should not play the second half at left tackle. Should not happen. Put Yash Nyman at left tackle. I don't care what you do. But even if it was with the same result, I was going to be okay with it. But you had to do something different. You could not allow Jordan Love and that offense and the running backs, A.J. Dillon, to go back out there with Rasheed Walker, who was getting his butt handed to him, play in, play out, play in, play out. And it didn't even matter who was rushing against him. It didn't have to be Crosby. That Coots guy, he was killing him too. And then Coots obviously went down and got hurt. So what didn't even really matter who the guy was. He was struggling all the way around. So either he's overwhelmed, maybe he's just not that good, maybe it's just a, a young guy going through some some ups and downs here, getting starts uh, and trying to gain experience, and I'm all for that, right? Because these young wide receivers, they have to gain experience. Uh, Jordan Love, every start he gets is more experience. I understand all of that. But, 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 at some point, you have to protect his blind side. 
Let Rasheed Walker learn at right tackle. Move Zach Tom somewhere else. If you're bound to determine that Rasheed Walker get experience, fine. But that left tackle position has to be your best lineman, if possible, and most athletic lineman, if possible, at left tackle to pr- protect Jordan Love. They didn't do that. And what am I seeing on social media? All this crap about, oh, Jordan Love sucks. I knew Jordan Love wasn't any good. I told you they shouldn't have got rid of Aaron Rodgers. Unbelievable that so many people thought Jordan Love was any good. That's all I kept seeing. And I realized quickly that what Monday night really was, was for all the trolls that wanted to go after Jordan Love or wanted to go after Joe Barry, this was your moment. This, this was your moment. Because in both situations, I think both were kind of uncalled for, to be honest. Joe Barry's point, uh, really uncalled for it for have him getting gone, gone after. The Jordan Love thing, get it. I get it, right? Three interceptions. The interception to the linebacker, the first one, dumb. Dumb. I Jordan Love pretty much said, didn't see him. It was a dumb play. There was three guys around him. Three guys. But he, he was bound to determine to go there. That was a stupid play. He deserves blame. The second interception was back shoulder to, well, it was thrown behind Christian Watson. Peters broke on the ball uh, and kind of read where he was going with the ball. That was a forced throw. That was that was Jordan Love's fault. Fine. And the Christian Watson interception that he underthrew because he was trying not to throw it out of the end zone, I guess. I'm not quite sure. That also was his fault. Now, you could argue Christian Watson should have came back for the ball, try and knock it down, play DB, whatever, fine. But again, this is still a guy that is yet to play a full season of football because he missed several games last year. He's missed several games this year. This dude is still a rookie, essentially. Really is, still a rookie. Still trying to figure out how to play the game of football. So these are the growing pains you're going to go through. And then you have guys dropping balls. Romeo Dobbs dropped the ball. Musgrave dropped the ball. So you had things throughout the course of the game on offense that really weren't in your favor. A.J. Dillon. He came out, and I, I, I questioned whether or not LaFleur was even going to bother with the ground game once they found out Aaron Jones wasn't going to play. Like, okay, it's A.J. Dillon. The hell with it. We're just going to throw it. But he didn't. He came out and pounded A.J. Dillon and pounded A.J. Dillon and was successful doing it. And they get three points. And he kind of ran them, I guess, to a certain degree, rest of the game for the most part. But again, running A.J. Dillon is not the same as running A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. And to those of you that think, well, the offense should go the same way without your all-pro left tackle and star running back. Oh, by the way, the star running back is your veteran on offense who the offense was designed around. But it should be the same. Come on. I mean, you can't even be serious at this point. Listen, if I have to game plan for a guy that could be a possible home run threat on the defensive side of the ball, that can run outside, cut back inside, catch the ball out of the backfield, does all these things, that's one thing. To game plan for a guy that can only run essentially between the tackles, they don't throw the ball to him out of the backfield and A.J. Dillon, and again, none of this is his fault. This just is who he is as a player. And, you know, isn't he going to break some, some run for 25, 30 yards like he hasn't shown the propensity to do that on a consistent basis. Hardly at all. I don't know how many times he's even done it in his career, to be honest with you. So the big play from A.J. Dillon is going to be what? Seven, ten-yard run? That's the big play? Normally, it's three to four yards. And if he's averaging four yards a carry, I think he averaged up at, what, 3.8 or whatever it was. If he ends up averaging four yards a carry, well, three carries, that's 12 yards if he's doing his gig. 
but it's not the same thing. Game planning an offense with A.J. Dillon and no Aaron Jones is completely different than if you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And I know, well, it's Matt LaFleur's fault. Fault. He's an NFL head coach. He's the offensive coordinator, Sparky. He should figure it out. Okay. Fair enough. I'm not going to sit here and tell you he shouldn't. But he wasn't prepared to go into this game with Aaron Jones until Saturday. Saturday. 